Blog Talk Radio. Well, good. Good something to you, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Lupert here from the Poetry Superhighway. It's just barely 2 o'clock here in Southern California, and I've already had a spicy veggie dog with a taller-than-normal Mexican Coke. So that's sort of the foundation by which my entire day is operating on at this point. Glad to have you listening. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's our monthly open reading which we invite you to call in and share your poetry. Or heck, I suppose if you wanted to read someone else's poetry, that's fine too. It didn't even occur to me. Call in the number 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions, and we'd be delighted to hear what it is that you have to offer, as well as learn about what's going on in poetry in your World. Speaking of your world, do you have food trucks there? Here in Southern California, food trucks are have become quite popular. And you can go all over the place and see all kinds of interesting... Gosh, I'm already bored with this line of thought. Never mind. Anyway, I wanted to let you know about some of the things going on in the Poetry Superhighway world. First of all, next week... We have a special Poetry Superhighway live show called Through Lines. It's March 18th at 2 o'clock p.m. And instead of the normal open reading show that we do, um, I'll be having a conversation with Brendan Constantine. We both have new books out. Mine is called Death of a Mauve Bat, a poetry I wrote in uh, last summer in, in and on the way to and from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and Niagara Falls. And Brendan has a new book out called Calamity Joe on Red Hen Press. And we're having kind of a de facto online publication event where we'll be uh, talking to each other about these books as well as uh, reading some poetry from it. It's called Through Lines because the um, uh, the concept of, of the books is that uh, in addition to sort of being a collection of poetry, there's sort of this thematic through line which runs – through them. You can almost uh, read it like a, a novel in verse, sort of. So that's uh, next next Sunday, a week from today at 2 o'clock p.m. I hope you join in. It's going to be fun. Um, and then also, actually, the day before at 4 o'clock p.m., these are all Pacific times, so please do the math uh, to determine when it is that uh, you should listen. Um, the day before, I'm going to be on uh, another blog talk radio show hosted by the World Wide Word Radio Network. It's going to be at 4 o'clock p.m. on Saturday Pacific Time, and I'll be uh, interviewed by Jessica Houston uh, for the hour uh, discussing my new book, Death of a Mob Bat. So I've got two radio shows, uh, blog talk radio shows next week that you can tune into. I hope you do. Um, That's what's happening. Also, we just finished on the Poetry Superhighway. We just finished... We just finished our Great Poetry Exchange. This is the 11th year that we've done this project where um, all you had to do is pledge to mail your poetry book 
for uh, to someone else in the world, and in exchange you would receive a poetry book from yet someone else in the world. Uh, Eighty poets from all over the world have participated, poets from overseas. Uh, of course, if you are overseas, well, I suppose that still applies because it would be also poets from overseas from you. Um, and even now, poetry books are flying all over the country. People are mailing out their books. Uh, you don't know what book you're going to get. Um, you just know that you're going to mail a book to someone, and someone else is going to mail a book to you. Um, a pretty cool thing we do every year. So thanks to everyone. Thanks to the 80 poets who participated in it this year. <clears throat> it was uh, very cool to have you all join in. And I definitely hope that you enjoy the book that you get. And thanks, by the way, if you're listening for sending your book out on time. If you happen to be tuning in uh, today, the deadline to uh, send your book out is this Friday, March 16th. Which means that we are approaching National Poetry Month, and for uh, April, what we do is uh, publish. Is it April or May? I always forget. Maybe we collect the books in April. And then it actually starts in May, but it's the great poetry ebook free for all. So this uh, kind of grew out of uh, people asking regarding the great poetry exchange why they couldn't sign up with ebooks. And the idea behind the great poetry exchange is that it's a physical exchange of books. Uh, what with everyone going with iPads and such and ebooks these days, we'll see how much longer we can maintain the whole uh, physical poetry book phenomenon. Uh, but <clears throat> As a result of that and people's requests, we we have a a, a one-day ebook free for all. So during the month of April, I think it is, we'll be collecting ebooks through an online forum. It's not happening right now, but uh, it will be coming up. So this is just sort of a, a foreshadowing of things to come. You'll sign up online with your with your ebook. An ebook could be anything really. Well, actually, I'm sorry, that's not true. It has to be a PDF. Um, and uh, for 24 hours on May 1st, you will then be able to download willy-nilly, free for all, every single ebook that has been contributed to the project. So that's coming up next month, and uh, I'll be uh, letting you know more about that uh, during our next reading, our next open reading, which will be on April 15th. All right, so let's get to the calls. Shall we? Let's get to the poetry. Again, the number to call in for this open reading is area code 646-716-7362. Please call in. I'd like to get to our first caller from the nine seven three area code. Oh no, I'm sorry, they they're gone. <clears throat> Try again. Uh our first caller is Don. Hi Don. Hey hey. Can you hear Hi. me, sir? I, I certainly can. Can you hear me? I can hear you very well. Fantastic. Well, this is uh, the system works then. Ah, that's unusual. <laughs> this particular system works. There's there's plenty of ah. other dysfunctional systems which, uh, well, you know about them, I'm sure. Hey, let's not get personal. <laughs> My apologies. I didn't mean to imply anything by that, but. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for calling me on that. That's uh, that that could have been awkward for everybody. I I, I will be glad to call you. In <laughs> fact, I just did. Yes. In Here fact, we're, we're going to a poem now that's entitled "Marital Storm." It begins with a quotation. The quotation is: 
What is the tempest raging o'er the realm of ice, or tempest in a teapot? And that quote is by Tom Campbell in 1825. And the poem goes, The kettle screams from one direction of its seasoned grid. The grid in turn fires red-orange, coloring the words of steam. The kettle clatters on that spot on which it is not comfortable. The background, larger than the kettle, yellows caution in a front forgettable rapture of satisfying spatters, spits, and hisses. Rageaholic, this time is hardwired for story-making. Hardwired for storytelling, there is a graspable tale here, which can only be part holder held by others in high heat. Finally, the last storm of steam escapes the nozzle and lifts the lid to let the lips either touch or strike each other. In the little death of anger, forefingers and nostrils Swagger, and just when will you accept that I am both unerring and faultless? But it is only when all the fuel for wrath has sweat away that lovers will leave or be allowed to rebed, to restart. The day. End text. End my beautiful substitution for Ezra. For Ezra. Pound. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to interrupt there. Um, what uh, what uh, accent were you doing there? That was a Scottish accent, but it was supposed to be Ezra Pound. Great, Don. Well, uh, well done. Nice reading. Can you make sense out of the poem? I, uh, you know, given enough time, I could probably make uh, sense out of anything. Um, do do you have a particular? <laughs> do you do you have a particular uh, insight you want to share with us? No, I will not share insights with you. No, Is I'm a miser. A- it goes with the Scottish accent. Yeah, well, you should save those for you know when you really need them. I guess then the insights. Um, uh, anything going on in your local community you want to share with us? Yes, Monday nights at, and you have to sit, get, get your seatbelt on, as Betty Davis said. Here it comes, Monday nights at the Studebaker Cream Cheese Cake. Cafe on West Spain Street, 248A. There is an open 
microphone come and be heard. Wow, someone should uh, someone should go to that, and and they should mail me a, a, a cheesecake. Ah, I'm afraid it would go ransom in the mail. <laughs> well, Don, I I truly think you've thought of everything today. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, always a pleasure to hear you. Blessings on you, Rick. Take it easy and have a, have a good rest of your day. Thanks much. Thanks. That was. What's that? Oh, I just said, let me listen now. Oh yes, absolutely, no problem. <laughs> that was uh, Don uh, Don calling from Sonoma, California, a regular caller here on uh, on Poetry Superhighway Live. I don't recall him doing um, uh, an accent uh, before, but it certainly uh, uh, matched um, uh, what he was going for in his uh, Ezra Poundish piece, as it were. So, thanks very much, Don. Again, uh, the number for you to call in is six four six seven one six. 7362 or better yet if you've got a good internet connection uh use Skype to call in it's it's uh, free it's a free call with Skype and um the uh the sound quality is a little bit better because you're it's um you know a microphone as opposed to uh, uh talking over the phone well over the phone is technically a microphone too but um you don't have that phone call kind of sound not that there's anything wrong with you using your phones to call in um well, there might be something wrong with you, but it might it, I don't mean to imply that uh uh it's because of your microphone. I know there's something wrong with our next caller. Um for sure. This is someone from the 973 area code. Hello. <laughs> a defective caller. Is there a, is there a remedy? Perhaps you can take me back to the manufacturer and get your re, get a money back. Get your money back. How you doing, Rick? I'm okay, thanks. How are you, David? Okay. I'll get right to this. It's a short piece, but it's a lyric piece. It's um, It was written as a hoot. What happened was it's based on the idea of somebody who tried to write a didactic poem, one of those small-town uh, uh, gossip is evil and... We shouldn't gossip about, you know, that kind of thing. And I said, you know, you should, I, I was saying you should revise the poem, you know. It has possibilities. And, you know, you wouldn't revise it. So I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> it's called Challenge. It goes like this. <clears throat> Some trust without a shred of fact. Expecting all to stay intact, assuming only through volition by laying blame on intuition that all the foulness that's been said they set about to cruelly spread. Each time they tell their putrid tales, their coffin shuts with shiny nails. For no one will abide a rumor which festers like malignant tumor. It doubles back thus triple strong, indicting all with lying tongue. Duplicious words pollute our space, marking those of double face, whose patronizing coup de gras is blowing smoke right up your ass. 
The rumor mill is fed in kind by all those with a grudge to grind who will not let their rancor die and let those smelly corpses lie. The grapevine's work with worked with evil deeds and brings about the vilest weeds that rob the fragile fame of breath and chokes the righteous name to death. Wow. That was a lyric. <laughs> that was a lyric piece indeed. Yeah, you know, sometimes I like to go back, do the do throwback kind of That's in the book, by the way, which I was very very pleased to mail out to the person you designated for me. Ah, uh, yes, you you participated in, in the Great Poetry Exchange. Did you get your yeah. book yet? By any I chance? sure did. Oh, what'd you get? I got um, uh, Ghosts in Time and Space by Douglas Richardson. Ah, yes, Douglas. That's Excellent. great. He's, he's one, of my, one of my favorite uh, Los Angeles poets, as a matter as of fact. As well, he should uh, be. So you, you, got, you got lucky with that one. Yes, I did indeed. I did indeed. And it was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to the... Um, ebook exchange you know we had a lot of fun with that last year i drove you absolutely bonkers <laughs> yes i won't i promise i'll be i'll be good this year well i'd appreciate that too. <laughs> um anything going on uh, uh poetically uh, in your life uh out there in newark new jersey david um, no, not at the moment. I'm uh, planning to do some readings, but um, uh, I have to wait till I'm a little stronger. I wanted to come out to Los Angeles, but health prevented me from doing so. Um, but um, I'll um, I'll be doing some readings close by here on Broad Street in Newark, and um, uh, I. I've got to check. I've got to check what else is going on. But uh, other than that, I've been pretty much trying to take care of myself. Well, I hope you get better quickly. So, tell me about these readings on Broad Street. Are these uh, regular readings that you've been to in the past, or where are they? When are they? Yes, they're they're in the old um, where where Geno's used where. Uh, Geno's used to be, or some uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken used to be there, and it's now um, like a speakeasy kind of place. Uh, and uh, every month they have readings. And what, um, what's it called? I don't remember the name at the moment. I don't remember. I don't remember. I just know where it is. I'll next time I call up, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where it is. I'll tell you the name. I'll give you all the information. Cool. Well, please do, because we're always, you know, one of the things we do, as I'm sure you know from uh, um, being a, a repeat customer here, is that I love to hear about what's going on um, in other parts of the, the country and the world in terms of poetry readings, etc. And it um, and anyone else who might be in, in the Newark area um, or traveling through the Newark area, you know, might... You know, be interested in knowing what's what's going on there, so they can participate as well. So definitely, uh, get us that info, and we'd love to uh, know more about it. I promise to be more prepared next time. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> trying to say you weren't uh, 
prepared, but uh, but you know what? You're right. You should be more prepared. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no content or style restrictions. <laughs> yes. Okay, Rick. I'll see you next month. I'll uh, talk to you next month. All right. Thanks, David. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That was uh, David Neves from the lush rolling hills of Newark, New Jersey. calls in every month. Um, um, he's a good soul, that David, and he participates in a lot of the uh, Poetry Superhighway projects. He's entered the contest every year for a few years. He, As you just heard, he's participated in the Great Poetry Exchange, the upcoming ebook free-for-all. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, we have plenty of open lines. Um, you should call in, folks. Uh, we want to hear what you have to uh, read. Everyone gets to read a poem. You get to talk. Uh, you can promote your your newest thing if you'd like. You can tell us about a reading you're participating in. Um, and especially, I'd love to hear about readings that go on in your local community, um, whether it's ongoing things that people could participate in or um, one-off events that are that are coming up that you think are cool. Um, let's uh, let's share the info on on how. Uh, rich and robust uh, the uh, poet, worldwide poetry community is. And that number to call in is 646-716-7362. Please call in. Um, don't be shy. Don't be shy at all. Use a fake name if you have to. Use an accent. It'll be fine. You're going to be fine. Um, moving on to a caller from the 513 area code. Hi. This is Romeo DiNatti. Hi, Romeo. How are you? Are you there? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I was having a little difficulty. Yeah, this is Romeo DiNatti. Hi, Romeo. How how you doing? I'm doing fine. And where are you calling from? Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, cool. Very cool. How'd you hear about the show? I'm going to one for a few Cool. Very cool. All right. Well, you got a poem for us? Yes. I'm actually no. I'm going to share a romantic piece. Great. This piece is Good Morning Love. I ask that you lend me your ears so I can touch your mind, feel your heart. Boom. With my thoughts. As we lay down together, it's the most wonderful, it's rainy weather. I hold you. Wrapped in my arms, your back to my chest, the lightning crack thunder roared. Still, for previously poured you back up against me even more. If you open my mind, you could explore all the different ways I wanted to adore you. I implore you. I, I grip it tightly. The thought almost mixed with me. But so close, you could feel my heart's heat. You betrayed me. I had you betray me. From the what you mean, ooh, babe. Are you still? Oh, you're just you're cutting out a little bit, so I wasn't sure if the poem was over or if you're just uh, if you're just cutting out there. 
Oh, I must be having technical difficulty. I try to call back in with Clearline. All right, yeah, okay, cool. Um, uh, I was enjoying what I was hearing so far, though. Sorry about that. Oh, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm sure call back. Call back. Okay. Okay, so, sounds good. As uh, Ronnie from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, it was, it was cutting off a bit, and I want to make sure that we uh, could hear his poem uh, uh, as clear as possible. So, um, so we'll we'll get back to him. Um, and uh, the number uh, again to call in, and we'd love to hear a poem from you. Six four six seven one six seven three six two. Could be a new piece, could be an old piece. Try something out on us. We'd love to hear what you have to uh, have to share. Right now, we're moving to a caller from the five one two area code. Hi. Anyone there? Five one two. Well, yeah, this is Neil Miley. That might be me. I didn't do the little press the one thing to uh, to talk to the host, but it appears like I'm talking to him anyhow. <laughs> yes. What <Well>, did? <laughs> that's how it works. You call in. I put you on the air. That's that's all you can do. I mean, you oh, know, it's, okay. it's, it's a system we have. Where are you calling from, Neil? I'm calling from Austin. Austin. Okay. Cool. Yeah. In the in a small break from South by Southwest, yeah. Oh wow, you're uh, you're in, in in immersed in another kind of poetry. Well, yeah, or in this case, it's the film part that's going on now, and then the South by Southwest music, and it just goes on and on. So uh, I don't have any big poems for you today, but I do have one because I was out in California. Where uh, now is that where you're from? Yeah, I live here in uh, Southern California. Okay. Well, we were out in uh, Mendocino the other day, so I came back with this little poem. It's called A Week in the Redwoods. Trees taller than a cell phone tower. My iPhone says, you are not getting your messages. The Redwoods say, listen. (laughs) That's it. That's great. Um, um, that's that's very cool. Uh, uh, merging merging the woods with technology. Um, that's so short. Do you have a, Do you have another? Uh, yeah, I probably got some more. Let me just see what I've got in here. That I've just flipped through one of my latest chat books and see if you've got a moment to uh, to do that. Um, I was a little unprepared. I mostly wanted to just call in and see what everybody else is doing, but I can uh, I can do a little one of uh, a, a friend of mine who passed away who was this marvelous dancer and everything, and uh, and I think this speaks to uh, a lot of things that we that we do as poets in terms of being with people. Uh, so it's, it's called Feeding Amelia. I knew you'd come. Was the first thing that she said as she lay cancer hollowed on her bed. On the second visit, Robin and I read her the poem, the one you usually get to read only after they're dead. In this case, I did get to write read, and, you know, write and read a poem to her. So it's the one you usually get to read only after they're dead at the funeral. On the third visit, I brought mushroom soup from the good restaurant across town and fed it to her, spoon by gentle spoon. A last meal in three courses. Nice. Thanks. Nice, Neil. Thanks. So do you do you live in the Austin area, or are you just there for uh, South by Southwest? I, I live half the time in Austin and half the time in Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, wow. And, and generally speaking, it's the right half. 
when, when it's you know when it's 40 below in Canada, I'm in Austin. When it's 110, I'm in I'm in Alberta. Yeah, that's uh, you, you live seasonally, which is uh, which is a good way to go, I think. Yeah. Uh, so do you do you participate in um, the poetry scenes in in either place? Both places. Cool. Can, can, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that that Austin is just an amazing amount of poetry going on all the time. I mean, pretty much any night you can go out to an open mic, and sometimes two or three a night if you wanted to. It's just an amazing amount of poetry that goes on here. Then they have the Austin International Poetry Festival, which has been in April every year for 20 years, but because one of the people died and everything got kind of messed up, it's been moved to September of this year. But, you know, we get 250 people from all over the world that come to these things, and uh, so that's a nice thing in Austin as well. Yeah, I haven't uh, ever been to the Austin International Poetry Festival, but I know many people who've, who've participated. And I, th- and I was actually a judge, uh, I think it was last year, for one of the poetry contests that they did, um, which uh, in, in a, I guess there was an anthology that came out at the end of yeah. it. So it was very cool to be able to participate in uh, in that way. Well, maybe you were kind enough to vote for me because I managed to get in there. So thank you. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I, you know, honestly, I don't remember what I did yesterday. But I, it's I, there were there were a bunch of different themed contests. So, um, you know, I got um, a, a set of poems to read, which you know were for whatever the the theme was. And well, that was uh, probably the Austin Poetry Society as opposed to the International Poetry Festival. Maybe they're more oh. they're more thematic, but they do have a big contest. Well, again, I uh, like I said, I don't remember <laughs> the details of these things. Doesn't, doesn't matter anyway. Come, come see us sometime. I, I should. So, t- tell us about Alberta, though. What, what goes on up there? Well, Alberta, uh, particularly Edmonton, has a pretty good poetry scene, but it's you know I don't want to compare it to to Austin, but uh, they have these these readings every you know the first weekend of you know every Monday you'll have a, a, a reading through a, a season for about five or six months. So every Monday there'll be a there's a poetry reading, and you've got three or four featured poets, and then an open mic. So that kind of keeps it going. And they've got, uh, you know, they have a, also a poetry festival, which is in April. And I'm usually down here doing the Austin one, so I haven't been to the uh, really taking in the Edmonton one. But they're pretty active in, in, relative to most cities in Canada. I would think maybe Toronto or Vancouver might have a little more, but Edmonton's pretty good. It's a very, it's a cultural city. It's, like Austin in that way, it's where the capital is of the province, and it's where the biggest university is. So you have all of that, whatever that generates. Hmm. I don't, you know, I've um, I'll have to get there. The last uh, two summers, we've we've gone on trips to Montreal and Toronto, which of course mm-hmm. are different parts of Canada. But um, right. uh, but there's this there's been this summer Canadian bent that we've been. Uh, <laughs> That we've been on lately. My last two books, uh, the one that just came out two weeks ago, is was written in Toronto, Death of a Mauve Bat, and then the one previous to that, Sins of Buckwood, was written in in Montreal. So well, we'll great. see. We'll see. Yeah, come to Alberta and write one there. <laughs> it's you make it sound so easy. Yeah, well, it's closer than Montreal. <laughs> well, it depends. Actually, we you know we usually the the reason why we can go to these places is because they're in striking distance of our our sons. Uh, uh, grandparents um, ah, who, yeah. so, who don't live here in Southern California, so we we fly to the East Coast, we drop them off, and then 
we kind of go where we can go for you know and uh and uh, Montreal and Toronto were certainly uh closer to us when we were there but um, yeah that makes sense Neil so, do, you, do you have do you have a website or anything people can check out well you know I've got one it's called neilmiley.com it's pretty it just got some of, it's got some of my earlier works on it but it's still there and it's spelled my name is n e i l and then m e i l i dot com neilmiley dot com. Great, and I see you this also. This is a good motivation for me to clean it up a little bit, and make it more, uh, you know, friendly to people who would go on it. So right now, it's just a bunch of the old chapbooks that are, you know, I've got about I don't know, in excess of twenty five chapbooks. I wouldn't so the first half dozen or ten might be on there. Wow. And I, I see you actually also participated this year in the Great Poetry Exchange. Yes, and last year too. I don't know, but I think I've been doing it maybe as long as you've been doing it. Wow, that's that's a lot. I mean, this was the eleventh year of it. No, you, I maybe uh, that well, not that long. Then. No, it took me a while to discover you. <laughs> well, then I, I need to work on my marketing from the past. <laughs> um, um, did you have you received your book yet? Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, I haven't had a chance to open it yet, but it it did come just uh, you know. It, just in the last day or so, and, and I've been running my my daughter's down from uh, from the Toronto area, she's, and she's a director of a of a film festival there. So she's down and she's you know involved in the in the uh, Austin one. So I've been going to movies with her and sh- and schlepping her around and stuff. So I haven't had a chance to read the book, but it did get here. It came from England, so that's pretty exciting. That is exciting. I, you know, again, the vision that I had originally of, of poetry books literally flying all over the world, um, <laughs> uh, it, you know, is actually happening, and I, I think yeah. it's very cool. Well, thank you very much for participating in that and for sending your book out on time. And I'm glad that you're one of the people who also received your book on on time as well. So, yeah. And uh, and and for participating in general, I hope you uh, hope you call in from wherever uh, you are in. In the world, uh, and um, and we'll uh, hope to, hope to talk with you again. Okay, that's great. Thanks, Rick. All right. Okay. Thanks very much, Neil. Right. All right. That was uh, Neil Miley calling from uh, this time of year uh, from Austin, Texas, a hotbed of poetry at different parts of uh, the uh, the uh, uh, of the calendar year. Um, and I uh, appreciated hearing a couple poems from him. The number uh, for you to call in is 646-716-7362. we got about 25 minutes left in the show and plenty of open lines. would love to hear a poem from you. I'm going to uh, um, take this opportunity to play a spoken word track. One of the things I like to do at the uh, half-hour mark of the show um, is, is is play uh, uh, another type of uh, out loud poetry, which is the produced poetry track. So here's one that I made um, a few years ago in, in conjunction with the publication of my book, uh, Stolen Mummies. This is the track Picking Up Glass on the Piccadilly. Picking up glass on the Piccadilly. One, I am picking up glass on the Piccadilly. Not the circus, the road. There is glass on the sidewalk, right by them. I am picking it up. I'm no martyr. Didn't break it. I'm just picking it up. Imagine, little Prince William, hopping barefoot up the road, blocks away from the palace, cuts his royal feet, spills his royal blood. Plebeian like me, slip on the blood, break open the head, sue royal family for a piece of food. Turmoil, disaster, must pick up glass. 
I want a car. I want a smart car. I want a car that is smart. Six feet long, steering wheel on left where it knows I want it to be. Smart car. Six feet long. Fits only me. Want to carry someone else? Have to get another car. At these prices, can afford two. Smart car. It's smart. You're smart. Smack me. It's smart. Want to buy smart everything. Smart jam. Smart tea. Smart smart man. Do my taxes. Do my taxes. Smart man. You so smart. Look smart too in your smart car. I want smart car. I three. Enter Green Park. Green striped chairs everywhere. Green striped How nice. Comfy chairs for everyone. Sit in chair. Right part one. Man with machine comes. Says one pound for the sit. Sorry. One pound for the sit in the chair. I had no idea. I'll get up. I have no interest in paying to sit down. Get up. Everyone leaves. Except the chair. Walk to tree. Sit on roof of tree. Tree on tree. Tree four. Go to palace. Wait one hour. Wait two hours. Wait six days. Wait. Come back in your next life. Buy tickets. Must see throne. Royal Heine sit there. Buy tickets. Wait. Palace. Throne. Palace. Throne. I buried Paul. I buried Paul. I buried Paul. I buried him. You want to find Paul? Better get a shovel. Dig him up because I buried him. I buried Paul. Paul, where are you? You look all buried. I buried Paul. It was me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, my spoken word track, Picking Up Glass on the Piccadilly. That was part of a full CD of recordings that I made um, uh, in conjunction with, uh, well, on a trip to London a a few years ago uh, that I released with my book called Stolen Mummies, which was all poems written in London. Uh, Pick pick that one to play in particular because it's a little tease to the idea of travel poetry, which my uh, new book, uh, Death of a Mob Bat, uh, is about so uh, and again just a reminder you can tune in next week uh, March 18th at uh, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific where I'll be reading from that book as well as uh, uh, engaging in conversation with Brendan Constantine who will be reading from his book Calamity Joe so there you go and that's next week here on Poetry Superhighway Live um, the number to call in and you should really call in and read your poetry. Oh, wait, one quick thing. Uh, uh, the reason why I played that um, is because I haven't uh, had any new spoken word tracks from any of you. So I want to invite you, if you've got something uh, that you want to submit to play at the half-hour mark of our show, uh, uh, you really should. Um, I'd love to, you know, uh, listening to people read poetry is great, but to hear, you know, the, the unique sensibility that goes into preparing um, a spoken word track, what are you going to mix it with, what's it going to sound like, that whole thing, um, it adds a different kind of life to your poem. And, and so I uh, definitely want to uh, hear what you have to offer, and it has the potential to be played here on this show, uh, one of our future shows at the half-hour mark. There you go. So please send me your uh, send me your spoken word MP3s, or send me an email if you'd like to know more about that. Um, all right, so the number to call in is area code 646 716 
888-646-7362 or call in via Skype if you would like. It's uh, free and uh, sounds better if you've got a good microphone and internet connection. Uh, but otherwise, do call in 646-716-7362. Moving right now to a caller from the 323 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. Hi. Hi, my name's Maria. Um, I've spoken to you a couple times in red here um, on the superhighway. And I want to tell you, I really loved your... um, the thing you just played with your poem, your poem, I really oh, love that. Thanks, Maria. Thank really you very cool. much. It kind of reminded me, do you remember, um, do you like the Velvet Underground at all? Oh, yes. Um, it kind of reminded me when John Cale did that, The Gift. Do you know that? Oh, I actually don't know that one. Oh, you should check it out. You really like it. Um, okay. I think it's on their White Light, White Heat album, and it's called The Gift, and it's kind of exactly like your concept, which I think it's great what you're doing because... That's a lost concept. People don't really do things like that anymore. And it was just a, you know, Lou Reed, of course, the Velvets playing. It was John Kell reading a poem. And I really loved what you did. I thought that was really cool. Thank you. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. You know, I hadn't listened to it in years, and I actually found myself being confused listening to it with all the uh, different layers of... of, of oh, I love that. But, uh, but I thought it was... Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, so cool. Um uh, so I had a... called a couple times, and um, I think I told you I was in a band. And yeah. I just happened to get online and saw that you were on, so I thought I'd. this is a short poem, and it's kind of a little mean. Oh, I guess I was in a little mean mood that day. Uh, but it's called Bukowski's Life, and it goes, um, you have to almost cleanse yourself from the ev- everyday shit people throw on you. I don't know how anyone can live in this world and not lose their fucking mind. Maybe I, maybe I just know a bunch of mor- morons. I wish I had Bukowski's later life just sitting at home writing. <laughs> so it's short but not sweet. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, like I always say, there's no content or style restrictions here. So uh, uh, very cool. What? Um, where? Where did that poem come from? Uh, just you know something. Um, I'm a big Bukowski fan, and you know just read a whole bunch of his work lately. You know, I I liked a lot of his quotes, but um I saw Barfly years ago and didn't really like yeah. it that much, so I loved his quotes and never read, you know, his work. And I guess recently I just started reading a lot of Bukowski and just, you know, seeing how cool he really is and just thinking, wow, I wish I could have that life where, you know, being a little older and just staying at home and writing. So, I just kind of wrote that poem from that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I remember watching uh, Barfly, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of years ago, and and really, you know, being kind of blown away by by the whole thing. You know. Yeah, I love his books. Have you read his stuff? B- Bukowski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've read a bunch of Bukowski, of course. Yeah, I love. He, he's so great. You know, like I said, I was just recently. Uh, you know, I wish I would have read him years ago because if he were still alive, I'd probably be stalking him. <laughs> but I just love him so much. So I just am like, wow, he has such a great life and really inspired people, you know, as they got older to just write and do what they wanted to do. And I think he's really cool for that. Yeah, well, he definitely, you know, um, uh, wrote um, accessible poetry and I think opened up yeah. um, opened up. Um, uh, a whole world, uh, the the whole world of poetry to a lot of people who might not have given it a second look. And and what's what's cool, uh, I mean, there's many cool things, uh, but I, <laughs> um, about being here in Southern California is um, is there are many people who participate in the poetry community who 
are contemporaries of Bukowski. Yeah. You know, who who knew him, who um who saw him read and and that that whole thing. So um so I've had the good fortune to, you know, kind of interact with those people and nice. etc. He was actually, you know, um So you did was, see him read. I never saw him read, but oh, Okay. Uh, but um I I did appear in a publication with him. Um oh, wow. uh, back in the um I guess it was the 90s the um uh, obviously before he passed away there was a, a magazine called Caffeine magazine uh-huh. which and and the uh, publishers of it were um were really you know big fans of Bukowski and they solicited him to uh, send in work and he sent in stuff for for a number of issues before he passed away and so I was very lucky to appear in a couple of those issues and then later on an anthology came out um of of stuff that appeared in caffeine magazine which sadly uh uh became defunct because it's hard yeah. to make a living uh doing a poetry magazine but um yeah uh but the anthology is called scream when you burn and it's uh poetry collected from from the years that caffeine existed and and bukowski's got poems in there and i've got a couple in there and i oh, i cool. think it's still available on Amazon and stuff. It's a cool publication. It's it kind of really uh, in a sense, you know, they were really informed by Bukowski's sensibility though there was really all kinds of poetry in it. I mean, I don't really write like Bukowski, but I'm, you know, kind of write humorously for the most part. So, right. so it's that sort of accessible thing and and that's really what Caffeine did. You know, they they kind of um, you know, wrote, you know, put poetry out there that that was accessible to people and it was very popular and and burned very brightly during the the time that it was uh around. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think he is like that because, you know, um, recently I wrote a book, kind of my boss at work pissed me off and I thought, you know what, I'll just write a book. And he really inspired me to write in my own voice, you know, like I worship J.D. Salinger and all them. And But I hmm. think Bukowski made me realize, you know, you don't have to like write like, you know, um, J.D. Salinger or T.S. Eliot, just write, you know, with your own voice. And I think he really inspired, you know, inspires people to do that. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think so too. Um, um, uh, that's very cool. Do Do you think that were you influenced by him at all? I mean, I guess you wrote a poem for him, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'll just totally, you know, like you know, uh, for, I was just I just read all his work like in three months, and you know, not all of it, of course. You know, women and Hollywood and uh, Catcher in the Rye, things like that, and. Just was so. I, first of all, I think he's like the funniest man in the world. I mean, literally, even on top of great comedians, he is. He just made me laugh at a time when I really needed to laugh, and I think he inspired me, you know, to to write, to try to write a book, and just say, you know what, I don't have to make the book hard or long or you know, hard words. I just have to speak in my own voice, and I think he kind of. You know, subconsciously, you know, when you read it, creeps into you. And I think it kind of crept into me to say, you know what, I don't have to write, you know, like, you know, uh, Rimbaud or, or J.D. Salinger. Because, you know, when you read them, they're kind of difficult, you know, um, they're great writers, you know what I'm saying. And um, Bukowski's a great writer, but I think he inspired me to speak in my own voice. So I thought that was really cool. And, yeah, I'm just, you know, big, and, you know, thank you also, and I just want to tell you and, you know, all the poets, because I get a lot of your stuff online. I came to the Cobalt once, I think I told you, and I want to come again, but it's a little far, but 
I just want to, you know, thank you and everyone when I get emails for being poets who are constantly working so hard and getting out there because it's so important, you know. And thanks for the show, too, because whenever I catch it, I always call and I get to read, and it makes me feel like I did something. So thank you. Oh, Maria, my pleasure. Um, do, you, do you have a website or something to promote your own stuff or your band or anything like that? Um, I have a um, um, a website for my band. Uh, we're on um, Facebook, and we're called Motorcycle Black Madonnas. And we have right. a, new, a new album coming out soon. So um, I do have that, and um, we're, we have a new album coming out. So hopefully uh, we have a, a record label that's going to distribute our stuff. So hopefully that will help. <laughs> Cool. That's uh, that's yeah. great. I you know I really I'm, I'm I believe in what you said in terms of writing in your own voice. I think that's that's very important. I mean, obviously, our voice is informed by our experiences, and and right. and it and you know when we I, people always ask for advice on on publishing and that kind of stuff, and and really it kind of goes back to the writing to begin with, you know. And it's where where it's and I think that the way to become a great writer is to read a lot of other poetry, and you're going to come Thank across you, yeah. you know. You're going to come across a lot of stuff that you that you like and a lot of stuff that you don't like, and it just right. informs your voice. And it doesn't mean you're you're emulating someone else's style. It just helps create your own your own. Yeah, voice. thank you for that, Rick. Because thank you, because I think I've been seeing that the more I read. So thank you, and I think you're brilliant. So thank you for giving me that advice. Well, I don't know that I'm brilliant, but you are. Uh, <laughs> you are, and I have one of your books. Um, I I can't, I can't remember. Um, I think I ordered it online, and I have to see which one it is because I just ordered a bunch of them and I have them in a stack. So next time I call you, I'm going to tell you which one I have. I'm looking forward to hearing. <laughs> okay, and thank oh. you again, and thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maria. Thanks for calling, and I hope to see you at the Cobalt sometime. Okay, definitely, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. That was uh, Maria calling from... Right here in Southern California, as you heard a repeat offender here. Um, good to hear from her. Um, all right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, about 10 minutes left. We've got a couple of open lines. Uh, there's definitely still a chance that you can get in and read a poem uh, or promote something if you call in right now. So uh, do that, 646-716-7362. Moving right now to a caller from the 847 area code. Hello. Hi, it's Carol Eddington. I got brave. Carol Eddington, all right, you did it. Do you it. remember me? I met you once years ago in L.A. You and my my daughter's name is Lane. Oh Lane yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long, we met a long time. We met at the the uh, that event um, uh, in in Hollywood where the um, you know oh, the there LA were a million poets reading at the Celebrity Center. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's right. And then you took us to some poetry reading or something. But I remember you were, um, I'm such a big Richard Brodigan fan, and you yes. were influenced by him, and your writing reminded me of his, and you um, were very glad to hear that. Yeah, wow. I haven't talked with you in years. How cool that you, I mean, I, I remember we just became friends on, on Facebook, uh, but really it, it has been years since we Many years, I know. I mean, my daughter was like 16, and now she's 32, so... It was like 16 years ago, but um, I always I I liked your poetry so much, and I think we have a chapbook or something of yours, and uh, so I never forgot you. <laughs> well, I never forgot you either, uh, Carol. So, and I'm so Good. glad that you were brave enough to to call in. Um, do you have a poem to share? I'm I'm brave because I'm going to read one of my wacky ones, and um, there's actually some singing in this too. So I'm being super brave. 
Nice. So are you ready? I am sitting down and awaiting it. Okay, hold on to your something. Um, <laughs> this is called Spew. And i got to, wait, i got to position my mouse right here so I can scroll down when I have Please. to. Please. All right. <clears throat> Spew. Once there was an evil bitch, and once there was too much tension, and once there was a forest where confusion reigned. But it wasn't a forest, it was a shitty city. A rock band called Mastectomy came to play in a field of dreams. We sweet babes, they got messed up, and that was the end of the gay partay. That was the end of the scene. So rock on, lords and lizards. See with all your souls. Stick your wives where you keep the knives and throw your last chances down the deepest holes. Pain is a matter of nerves. Ice cream melts in the sun. Your name is Judy. You're such a cutie. You are my favorite gun. Oh, my God, I'm breathless. The life is out of me. A venomous snake who is my namesake made me its fantasy. Everybody sing, Amen, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. For a spoonful of apathy helps the dreadfulness go down. The dreadfulness go down. The dreadfulness go down. Yes, a spoonful of milk toast helps the lunatics go down in the most retarded way. With every job that must be done, there is an element of gum. You chew the gum and drool into your shoe. And every... Oh, sorry, I ruined a good song. Well, where the hell is Mary Poppins when you need her? As I was saying, or maybe that was somebody else, with so many yesterdays, who can tell? In the age of pop-up video, it's a miracle you can keep track of your dachshund. I can tell you that what really made that poem for me was the correct positioning of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Of my mouth? Well, that's what you said at the beginning. I I have to correctly position my mouth. uh, before you read the poem, um, Carol, thank you so much for calling in, and you survived. I did. I I I I, I was a little nervous because I haven't read a poem in mine in quite a while, and I never read one on the radio, on any kind of radio, you know. So, yay! Well, now it's now it's part of history. It is. And you can't ever say that you're not brave enough to do it again. I know. I should do it more and more. I really need to do it. I really need to read in public again, too. I need to get out of my house. Carol, where, where are you calling from? Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, do you do you go to poetry readings in Chicago at all? Is there anything you can oh, promote? Oh, God, it's been so long since I... I mean, the one that I've... The last one I went to it was actually a couple of years ago. It was at the uh, the Green Mill, which is a favorite, uh, famous place here in Chicago. Yeah, it's a jazz club, but on Sunday nights they have poetry readings, and I've meant to go there and read some poetry, and I haven't done it yet. But they they have a great one every Sunday night. But there's a million. I mean, it's Chicago. There's all kinds of stuff. I just I sometimes don't go out of my house for days at a time. I, but I, I, I write a lot of poetry. Yeah. What? Yeah, if I didn't have to take my son to preschool, I I probably wouldn't leave the house much much either because I work from home. Um, yeah. Well, Carol, listen, I've got a couple other callers I want to get to, but great to hear your voice again. Please say hi to your daughter Lane for me, and um, and uh, hope to uh, hear you again. Thanks very much, and thanks for encouraging me by uh, the little chat there to to do this. No problem. I, it was great. Thank you. Okay, sure. Rick. Bye bye. 
That was uh, Carol calling from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, caught her uh, uh, in the in the chat room for the Blog Talk Radio Show, and and there she was reading poetry for the first time on the air. All right, let's see. Um, caller from the two five six. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Hey, it's my first time joining your show, and I'm and I'm gonna be brief because I see we only have. Uh, Five minutes left. It's, it's true. What's, what's your name? Uh, Gary Malone. I'm calling from Athens, Alabama. Athens, Alabama. Wing dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're wing dog. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah I'm wing dog. Yeah, I've been on since the uh, inception of the show. But anyway, I'm gonna like uh, I'm gonna read this piece it's called poetry. Between my poems lies a vast land, full of deep imageries and exquisite scenery. Into ignorant, intriguing, complex, yet so simple, even innocent in ignorance, ignorance can understand. Visual perception derived in imagination, realities that appear so far yet that are so near. A knowledge spoken in many native tongues, while its dialect is crystal clear. The mute can speak it, the deaf can hear it, the blind can see it. Her verse in her prose, profound and spiritual, touches even the most shallow soul. The breath of Jehovah, sacred winds in motion, flowing through the lines in the palm of my hands. My fingertips caress poetry. Very nice, Gary. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thanks for being so brave to do so. You're from Athens, Alabama. You want to throw a quick shout-out for any poetry reading out there? Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, I just, I just like, enjoy going to different places and different spots that's on the air and, and, and sharing. So, I mean, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to allow me. You know, I'll keep doing it, keep bringing it. Cool. Well, definitely do that. Uh, thanks so much for calling in today. Good. To, uh, glad, you, glad you did it. All right. Thank you. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Gary calling from Athens, Alabama. Um, I'm going to try to see if we can get one more caller on in the couple minutes we have left. Hi, 818. Hi. Rick? Is that yeah. Do I have you? Oh, hi, this is Judy. I've been many times to the Cobalt. Judy Barrett. Yeah, that's me. Cool. Do you, do you have a poem that's like really short? Because we're, we're, um, we've got like two minutes left in the show. Yeah, that's a little bit less than that. This is called The Secret of Trees. I meander through woods, entranced by the perfect symmetry of the trees. I notice, almost at the edge of my path, two young trees, swaying slightly, trunks touching inch by inch from the ground, straight up to their lower branches, which have begun to wrap around each other, young lovers in the breeze on the edge of the woods. Mesmerized by the beauty of this communion, I hear whispers in the leaves all around on the ground, In the air, the sound urging me to move on. I continue to wander and happen upon a triad of white-barked birch, trunks twisted together and branches intertwined, and I wonder, hmm, what would their mama say? I smile as I walk on into the ever more dense and green woods. Lost in thought, I step through the spongy softness of fallen leaves and twigs and find myself in a grove, darkened almost, by the leafy canopy created by a veritable orgy of spiraling and contorted trunks and tangled limbs so connected that it is difficult to determine where one begins or the other ends. 
when I notice the peaceful perfection I've encountered, the gentle rustle of leaves, the only sound, the total connectivity of every living thing, oblivious of my intrusion, life goes on giving, nurturing, sustaining life. That's it. Oh, Judy, great. Um, thank you so much for calling in. I wish I could talk to you more, but I've got to close out the show right now. So okay. uh, do call in again. That was, right. uh, Thanks for listening. Sure, thank you. That was Judy from here in Southern California. Thanks to everybody for calling in. Um, I want to remind you that next week at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, um, I'll be uh, in conversation with Brendan Constantine about our new books uh, right here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Our next open reading will be next month, April 15th, uh, same time, same channel. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and uh, calling in and reading your poetry. Uh, check us out at poetrysuperhighway.com. And uh, everyone have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye.